All right, come on in, guys, from the hallway there so we can get started. Ladies, men, <laughs> whoever's out there. <clears throat> All right, hope you guys have had a great week so far, and uh, welcome to Carlsbad Bible Church. We will go ahead and begin our study today. If you don't mind, go ahead and open our, uh, your Bibles to John chapter 21 for the reading of God's Word. John 21. So just a quick uh, context here. We're going to read 15 through 19. But this is a Jesus uh, appears to the disciples after his resurrection at the Sea of Galilee. And he tells them they're fishing there. And then he tells them to throw his, their net to the other side. They do and they bring up tons of fish, Right. And then um, Jesus asked them to come have breakfast. So none of the disciples knew who he was. So we get to verse 15. And this is our text for this morning, 15 through 19. It says, so when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you, Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to gird yourself and walk wherever you wish. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will gird you and bring you where you do not wish to go. Now, this he said, signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this to him, he said to him, follow me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, Lord. I pray, Lord, that uh, we as a church tend the sheep, Lord. And I pray, Lord, as a congregation that we follow you faithfully, Lord, truthfully, Lord. And I just pray that uh, we glorify you in all that we do, Lord. We thank you for your love for us, your mercy, your grace you've given us, Lord. We pray in your name. Amen. Good morning. This morning we're going to start off by reading our visions and values again. And it starts like this. We exist to glorify God as a Christ-centered church who is faithfully committed to a high view of God and His Word through expository preaching while equipping the saints to advance the cause of Christ, both in our community and around the world. And our values, the authority of Scripture. We value the authority of Scripture because God's Word is the means by which He communicates to the believers and guides our life in Christ. His Word provides us with the knowledge of Him and His attributes and His desires for our lives. He encounters us with the Gospel by it and sanctifies us in it. It is the anchor that holds us true and steady in the world that is corrupted by sin. It is a firm foundation underneath us, a lamp unto our feet, and a light unto our path. 
we recognize that his word is sufficient for our lives, but only for the one who hears the word and does what it says. Now, our gospel-centered, we value the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is his greatest work. Therefore, we are committed to proclaim the gospel, which offers life to unbelievers and security to believers. Our service will display the gospel through our singing and preaching of the word. Our church community will reflect the glory of Christ as we love, worship, disciple, and focus on the mission of the gospel. We will train our people to be mission-minded as they live their everyday lives so that Christ is seen through them by the outside world. The gospel is what created the true church. It sustains the true church. It separates the true from the false church, and it produces eternal change. Therefore, we will defend it, share it, suffer it, not to be ashamed of it, preach it, and guard it until the return of our Lord. Our people, we will strive to, fo to foster community-mindedness in our ch local church, centered around a love for God and His truth. The church's love for God should be proved in the way her people love and serve one another. Therefore, we are committed to loving one another intentionally through discipling, caring for spiritual and physical needs, and encouraging one another to continue in sanctification through the knowledge of His Word. Discipling, we value making disciples of those who God has called unto himself in salvation. We will strive to encourage and affirm the gifts that God has given to each believer to function within the body of Christ. We will strive to protect the body from the corrupt, corruption of false ideologies and religions while recognizing and demonstrating it is by God's grace that we are saved and thereby each and every believer is equipped to serve God and others for His glory and the advancement of His kingdom. Therefore, we will strive to equip the saints through edification in God's Word, faithful teaching, prayer service, and installing the implements of consecration and sanctification in each and every life of the one who is a child of God. All right, now today we're going to be talking on our people. Uh, this is the ne next to last one of our visions and values, and I'll go back through our people again. Our people, we will strive to foster community-mindedness among the local church, centered around a love for God and His truth. The, church love, the church's love for God should be proved in the, in the way her people love and serve one another. Therefore, we are committed to loving one another intentionally through discipling, caring for spiritually and physical needs, and encouraging one another to continue in sanctification through the knowledge of His Word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer one more time. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise You and thank You for this day. Father, we thank You for Your wonderful Word that it shows us how we need to be, Father. Father, just uh, speak through me today. Let me be uh, clear on what I'm saying and help it be glorifying to you. Father, we love you and praise you and thank you. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray.
Amen. Okay, who are our people? You guys are. We are. We are the church. We are a church body. And as I look at it, you're my church family. Now let's see what God says about it. Let's turn to Acts 2, 40 through 47. All right, Acts 40, or Acts 2, 40. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in in the breaking of bread and in prayer. Then fear came among every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. All right, as the church, we are to be saved and baptized and then steadfastly continue in the apostles' doctrine. When the 3,000 were saved on the day of Pentecost, they heard what the apostles said about Jesus. And it cut them to the bone. It cut them hard because of what they had actually done, sending Jesus off to his death. But instead of being ashamed and, and running from this, they actually wanted no more. And this was God coming into each one of them. They had to have God to not feel that guilty where they ran away. They wanted to know more. That's, that I found quite odd. So, uh, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, or as we say today, we study God's Word daily. So, we are to be saved, we are to be baptized, and we are to study daily. We also need to steadfastly continue in fellowship. And as we fellowship with one another, we get to learn more and more about one another. Uh, it's easy to sit here and come in on a Sunday and spend an hour or two with each one of you, but that doesn't get to know any of you. As we work together, and as we play together, as we eat together, as we learn together, we'll learn to love more and more together. And that not only helps us here in this family, but it helps us in our community as we love. We are the church, and this is our family. Charles Spurgeon said, We are to love our neighbor as ourselves, but we are to love our fellow Christian as Christ loved us, and that is far more than we love ourselves. That is a statement to, to, to 
really say to ourselves every day. I love that statement from him. Now let's turn to John 13, 34 through 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So love is an identifying mark of who we are as children of God. As pastors and elders, we can see the love that all of you have. And this will make the world curious about what each of us have. Romans 12.10 goes like this. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints and given to hospitality. So we need to be mean to each other. <laughs> nah. Now, it's, it's, sometimes it's difficult. We come in, we might not have got so much sleep. We might be a little short with people, but we've got to remember that we stop and think about what Jesus would do. And uh, then we can change our own attitude. Uh, 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, Paul says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And as we gather together to worship, as we gather together and worship together, break bread together and work together, we will learn to love more and more together and to show the world that we are children of God. We are God's church. Uh, let's turn to 1 Peter 3, 8 through 12. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to, to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue, tongue from evil 
and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. be a horrible thing to have the face of the Lord against you, wouldn't it? I don't think I'd want that. And it's been there before in my life. <clears throat> but God does hear our prayers. And that brings us to prayer. Uh, Colossians, let's go to Colossians 1, 9 through 12. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. We are the church. God said that. We are that people. Continual prayer for this church family is what Owen, Ray, and I strive to do every day. And I challenge each of you to do the same. Pray for each person in this church. Pray for the church in general. This is an endeavor that uh, I don't think I really realized how big this was. But the only way that each of us can get through it is through that prayer. Through God's diligence to take care of each of us. Because he loves us. The church, uh, this is uh, another Spurgeon uh, report, I guess I'd call it. The church, his church, uh, he was an uh, English preacher, and uh, he had a church in London, a fairly sizable one. The church held 5,000 people, and it didn't have a sound system. This was before the turn of the 1900s. Uh, and it was said that his voice could be heard by all in this massive room that held 5,000 people. That's a big room. A group of young ministers called on him one day to see the large preaching place. After showing them his massive sanctuary, Spurgeon offered to show them his boiler room. The guests declined, but the pastor insisted. Spurgeon led them to the basement. They found 100 people in where they found a hundred people in prayer. This, Spurgeon said with a smile, is my boiler room. Whenever Spurgeon was asked the secret of his ministry, he always replied, my people pray for me. The thought occurred to me, wouldn't it be wonderful if every church had a boiler room and an asking place in the building where people would seek the will of God. And that's something I would like to see the implemented, implemented here. If anybody wants to start doing this, I'm going to start coming 
an hour early on Sunday. So if you all want to start, we're going to start next Sunday. All right. Finally, I would like to end with this passage in Jude 1, 20 through 25. So let's go ahead and turn there. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on, and on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Glory be to God. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his, whole, of his glory with exceeding joy, to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and mas majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. I was a, a deacon over at Otis Baptist Church, and uh, we had a pastor come in, and, and uh, he encouraged one of us to go out in the back uh, in the fellowship hall and basically to keep the kids from playing in the, the water and stuff like that, and uh, also to be back there and praying while he did the service. Well, about that time, my dad started coming to church, and he'd always told me his church was the outside. In other words, he was never going to go to church. He had a, an uncle one time that, that wound up being a charlatan, and he was a preacher, and that's the only uh, influence my dad had ever had on preaching. So he stayed away from it. So I'm back there, and I started taking every chance I could just to go back there so I could pray. The kids weren't that big of a, a bother, so I had opportunity to pray. And I'd been doing a lot of study, and and seeing where people or the people of the Bible would prostrate themselves and, and pray. So I got back there uh, right behind the pulpit uh, was the baptistry. Right behind the baptistry was a little walkway. So I'd lay down in that walkway and I'd pray. Pray that uh, the people would understand the word that Brother Ray was saying. And also that my dad would receive that word. And I'm laying back there praying one day. <coughs> and... Uh, Excuse me. My dad came to know the Lord on that day. And uh, that day, God showed me how strong prayer was. And uh, I've been a prayer, praying man ever since. Uh, God loves us. He wants to see us in his light. He wants to see us with him. And uh, we can do it. We can give our lives to God, and we can love one another like God loves us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. We thank you for your wonderful word. that It teaches us not only how you want us to be, but it teaches us to love. Father, we do praise you for all you do in our lives, Father, and we ask that you just be with us and help us to, to glorify you in all things that we do. We love you, and we praise you, and we thank you. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.